it. We are on episode 10. Welcome. This is the end of our season four. This is the You May New podcast. I'm JC. I'm excited to have you back. And it's going to be fun to wrap up this little season, this little short one that we've been doing. And this one, okay, I'm starting to embarrass myself because every time, right? I'm like, oh, this is so cool. I love this one. <laughs> I'll try not to do that anymore. Although it probably won't happen. This is a great way to end it. And see, the reason I can get all excited about it is because it, it isn't me. Like, I'm prayerful about it. And the Lord, I was going in two or three different directions. No lie. I had several that I've had for weeks that I was sure was my last one. And the Lord just said, nope, nope, I got a better one. And it is it's better. Um, let's dive in. I, uh, I'm titling this one, Live Out Loud. You probably saw that. It comes from the lyrics of um, one of my favorite Christian artists. It's an old song, though, guys. It's probably been, oh, man, 15 years. I don't know. I should have looked it up. But that's the actual title of the song, Live Out Loud. It's by the artist Stephen Curtis Chapman. Um, and I was, I, it came to mind. The Lord just brought it to mind. And I was, I was thinking about the lyrics. I had to go look them up. And I'm going to read you, like the chorus in the second verse especially. He says, and this is like a fun, like driving rock song. He says, wake the neighbors, get the word out. Come on, crank up the music, climb a mountain and shout. This is life we've been given, made to be lived out. So live out loud, got to live out loud. And then the second verse, think about this. Try to keep a bird from singing after it's soared up in the sky. Give the sun a cloudless day and tell it not to shine. Think about this. If we really have been given the gift of life that will never end, and if we have been filled with living hope, we're going to overflow. And if God's love is burning in our hearts, well, you're going to, oh, you know we're going to blow. So there's just no way to keep it in. So then the chorus again, wake the neighbors, get the word out. So come on, crank up the music, climb a mountain and shout. This is life we've been given, made to be lived out. So live out loud, got to live out loud. And then the bridge even, I totally love. He says, just two short lines. Every corner of creation is a living declaration. Come join the song we were made to sing. If we are beginning to experience a taste of what Christ-centered health feels like, it may not be perfection yet. It may not even be that big, big yet. But we're beginning to walk out all of the traits that we've talked about. If we're beginning to experience a spirit-led influence, if we're beginning to sense that ability to surrender it to him, to find freedom from all our past obsession and failure and stress over all this, if we're beginning to sense a patience with the journey, and if we're beginning to have all these things start to settle in our lives, yes, it's a wonderful thing for us. I mean, it's so liberating. It's so amazing to come to a place where we're actually free and at peace and at rest with something that was so unbelievably difficult. But really, if we stop there, that's not enough. It's not the reason he set us free because there's so many others in bondage. And so, yes, as we begin to make these changes, we can rejoice in them. We can um, just live them out for our own lives. But then if we don't end this by living out loud, by becoming a voice 
in our generation, an influencer by talking about it, by proclaiming it every chance we can get, then we've missed our ultimate responsibility to share what Christ can do so others can also be free. It, it reminded me a couple of, of a couple of verses. Um, the first one is in Psalm 40, one of my favorites. I've come to it again and again. It's verse 1 through 3 in Psalm 40. And this is the King James. I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. He brought me up also out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my goings. And he hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it and fear and shall trust in the Lord. I mean, that if that is an, uh, an analogy that captures the old versus the new, when it comes to so many of us that we're just mired in the miry clay and the horrible pit of failed dieting or an eating disorder or a negative body image or, you know, whatever that looked like for you, it feels like a pit we can't climb out of. And we've scraped the walls of the pit trying to climb out of it, haven't we? Every new diet, every new thing we've tried, affirmations, trying to build ourselves up, trying to not be so stuck in that miry clay. But then we surrender it. We give it over to him. We turn our health, our weight, our body, um, the way we think about ourselves, all of it over to him. And he lifts us up out of that horrible pit and delivers us. And it says, set our feet on a rock. It's settled now. It's not a roller coaster anymore. It's not a drama anymore. My feet are on a, a rock. He established my goings. And then he's put a new song in my mouth. And a song is meant to be sung, right? I, I mean... There's now a song where we are so filled with joy and gratitude for our deliverance. Even if your deliverance is slow, even if it's just beginning to happen, but are the lights starting to turn on? Are you starting to see a new way to approach all of this? Then there's a new song that's beginning to grow in your mouth and we need to live out loud. Like he said in the lyrics, climb the mountain and shout. And tell. Um, there's another verse. Oh, did I turn? I did. I closed it. Hold on. Got to get to Isaiah. As, as always, I'm using my natural scriptures, not my phone. Slow. Isaiah 12. And again, you know this one. It's the one in Isaiah 12, too, that says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid, for the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And my song, he has also become my salvation. He has delivered me from the horrible pit. But then in four through six, and in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Talk about it, declare it, praise his name, call upon his name. Then verse five, sing unto the Lord. For he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou inhabitant of Zion. For great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. This doesn't have to be a quiet little healing that we have personally. It's something that if we want to see the world change and we want to see other loved ones and friends and women around the world and our daughters and granddaughters, if we want to see them rise up, out of the same pit that Satan has thrown us in, 
by building this culture of perfection and this culture of skinniness and this culture of dieting and all the other things, once we're out of the pit, yes, we're happy to be free, but we better be declaring what he has done. We better be crying out and shouting and singing this new song or it's kind of wasted, isn't it? And it it doesn't have to be dramatic. I'm not talking about dramatic. I'll give you a few examples, but the first one I thought of um, that actually came to mind as I read those two scriptures and thought about the song and the lyrics, if you haven't seen The Chosen, oh, you are missing out. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm getting choked up. I'm going to try to be, it is unbelievable. It's a new, a new um, show on the life of Christ that has been funded just by believers. There's no Hollywood investors. It's just um, crowdfunded. And there's been one season, they just raised the money for the second season. And I am enthralled. I'm completely, it has been so profound. Sorry, excuse me. So profound. Um, had an influence on me and my family. We bought the DVDs. We shared the DVDs. We've shared the chosen on social media. But if you haven't seen it, I'm telling you right now, find Google it, the chosen, find the app. Um, And I will just on a little tangent, the thing I love the most about it is it's becoming an interfaith um, joint thing to get this message. So I'm a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And and the chosen is an evangelical project, but honestly, VidAngel, that's that's um, their streaming service, is is run by members of my faith. And the chosen just filmed the second season on a set built by my faith. So this coming together, this building bridges. Sorry, gosh, Tasty, breathe. Of all those who love Christ, it has been a profound thing to watch. So anyway, that's my little two second. <laughs> But, um, okay, breathe. But the last episode of the first season, they tell the story of the woman at the well. I think my emotions are just out there. Man, I'm just, okay, it is what it is. (laughs) The woman at the well is already one of my favorite stories in the New Testament. But the way this sweet actress portrays it on The Chosen in that, that episode eight, Christ comes to her and delivers the good news a new way to see things, a brand new perspective that sets her free. And she doesn't just smile at him and say thank you and, and, and you know, show love. She runs down the road so excited to tell people about him that she is like skipping and leaping and yelling about how excited she is. Sorry. About what she just heard. That is what we're talking about. When you live out loud, there is a passion. I mean, any person who's been rescued from bondage, I mean, come on, any movie we've seen of it or any story we've heard, if you've been in long bondage, your rescuer is going to mean the world to you and you are going to tell. You're not going to keep it to yourself. (laughs) Your voice is going to sing. You are going to cry out and shout. You are going to climb the mountains. You're going to tell people so that others can be free because it's it's right there waiting for them as well. Um, I was thinking all morning about examples. What is this need to look like then as we begin? Because we're not all Instagram influencers, right? <laughs> we don't all have a huge platform. And that's not necessarily what I'm talking about at all. That's not, it's, it's individual. 
Um, my first thought was my cute little daughter, um, Callie. I've shared before. She's the one I shared her Instagram post about her in a swimsuit and being very honest and real. And But she came home the other day. There's this really cool new hashtag that's going viral. And I, I could not be happier about it. It's no, hashtag normalize normal bodies. And Callie's been following that for a while. And she found a sweatshirt that, that had that hashtag like all over the front and went and bought the sweatshirt. And so she shows up house, at the house like, mom, look at this. This is so cool. And this is my girl that really it does live out loud with this. Her friends tease her about it. Like anytime anyone starts to bash on their body or you know, go down that spiral. She will be like, no, (laughs) she's been brainwashed by her mom. (laughs) But when she showed up with that sweatshirt and I've seen her wear all over the place now. In fact, I saw a lady in my office with one on too. So it's really starting to go viral. But this is the girl you got to, you got to understand. This is the girl that thrift store shops for her clothes. Like she is tight with her money. And this is an expensive sweatshirt. It was probably 40 or 50 bucks. They're sold out now. I don't know what's the deal with them, but when they'll be back in stock. But she she splurged on it. And that's a way to live out loud. Just any way we can to just communicate our passion for this new perspective that has set us free. I um <laughs> as for me, it's funny. I mean, I know I'm recording this, but I woke up in the middle of the night last night and I couldn't sleep. I was just, I was wide awake. I wasn't just like, you know, when you wake up and you're still kind of groggy and you're just trying to roll over and go back. I was like ready to get up and do the dishes kind of awake. <laughs> and I thought I got up and it's funny. I, I grabbed my phone. I went downstairs and was in my jammies and thinking about all of this because I had already had the notes and I was ready to record this. I knew this was coming up today that I'd be recording it. But I grabbed my phone and right there in my jammies without any makeup, like bedhead, <laughs> four in the morning, I recorded a video for my YouTube channel because I totally told everyone in the video, I'm like, I'm calling myself out. I can't preach this and not live it. Like, this is just me. This is the real. This is what the real authentic me is. It doesn't mean we always have to be like that. It doesn't mean I'm saying never wear makeup and and just let it all go. And I explained that in the video. But it was my little moment in my little portion of the world to say, I'm living in a new way. He's transformed me. He's transformed my mind about this. He's transformed me in the way I feel about myself, the way I handle all of this mess. And I just want to live it out loud. So for you, it may be just in conversations that you have. It may just be, and man, I, I'm sorry, I get the social media posting, absolutely, you know, out there, hashtags, all of that, but I really think the one-on-one conversations that we have with each other, with our friends, with our moms, with our daughters, our sisters, you know, um, we women talk about this stuff. We lament our diets and our bodies and this whole, you know, struggle we talk about it with each other and, and give each other ideas. And boy, what would happen? What would happen if we changed our language? If we began to experience true deliverance in Christ, true health through him, and then began to share it. And I don't mean it has to be in some annoying way where we're driving everybody crazy. Um, I learned that with my sugar addiction. I, I wanted to tell everybody when I first began to be set free from that. And I learned really quick that not everybody wanted to hear 
<laughs> many people got very defensive and it turned into a difficult conversation. So I've learned to be very spirit led in my in my conversations. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. But when those small moments come, when you have a second to testify or to share or to just be real with someone about what your battle looked like and how it's starting to shift, those are the most profound moments where we will begin to have those ripples in the water that spread out farther and farther. I mean, you guys, it's starting in our generation. That's what the normalized normal bodies hashtag is doing. You see ads on TV now that are beginning to feature women with real size bodies, not just anemic anorexic size bodies. We're beginning to see it. It's beginning to shift. And that's because many of us are beginning to live out loud on this, to, to push back. And so can you see how important it is to make sure that this is our exclamation point at the end of this season? It's to rejoice in all the traits that we talked about, to implement them in our own lives personally, to take our time, not feel like it's this pressure to do it overnight, to be changed overnight, but to slowly in a spirit-led, Christ-centered way begin to implement these things so that they're real for us. But then to let it overflow, to let it spill over in our conversations and in our influence with other women and others who are struggling, you know, just to, it's like he said in the song, it's tell a bird to go up in the sky and not sing. They have to sing. They're so filled. That's who they are. That's what he says in the, in the bridge. Come join the song we were made to sing. Like the sun was made to shine when you're set free. It's just going to come out naturally. It's dumb. It's like when you're dating a new person, when you aren't married and you start to date this person, you're telling everybody about it, right? It's like, oh my gosh, he's so amazing. And I love this about him and this about him. (laughs) Maybe to the point where we are annoying people, but doesn't it just overflow? It's not, not like we have to remind ourselves to tell people about this person we're in love with. It just pours out in every conversation, every chance we get that is what I'm talking about. Having this experience where we're so filled that we can't help but share. Or we can't help but share. Oh, this has been such a cool season for me. I really, like I've said many times, didn't see it coming. Wasn't sure what it was going to look like. But it's been really um, awesome to explore this further. It's, it's a realm that I've been in for many, many years. But this gave me a new perspective kind of a big picture that I've really, really enjoyed. So I'm glad you've come with me on this journey. We are now ready to turn to season five. And guys, okay, I know I'm already worked up. I know. But okay, as huge as maybe the last four seasons have been, if if you've had some breakthrough moments or some aha moments, they were for me. The content that we talked about were were huge aha moments for me and life-changing things for me. What we're doing in season five just eclipses all of it. It's, it's, if there's only one season I could offer the world, it's what we're going to talk about next season. And I didn't, again, I, I didn't really think we'd go there. And then all of a sudden it opened wide up like the parting of the Red Sea, like this is next go. <laughs> we are going to, I'm going to commit. I'm going to try to do two um, episodes a week. We will see how it goes. If it doesn't happen, forgive me. I'm just telling you right now, but we're going to try to do two a week starting on Mondays and Thursdays, starting the first Monday in January of 2021. 
and we're going to dive in. And this one will be a long one. There's no doubt. This is pursuing spiritual health. It's being made alive in Christ and what that is and how it happens, how our heart um, is brought alive through him, the spirit being brought back to life. So watch for that. I'm done for the rest of 2020, but man, I'm already scribbling out all kinds of notes on next season. I really hope you'll join me and spread the word. This one is going to be a good one. So for today, my challenge, my invitation is in your way. Again, it doesn't have to be dramatic. It can be a small, simple moment with your daughter, and that can be the biggest possible thing you could ever do. Live out loud. What you're learning, share it. What you're experiencing, tell. Sing it out. Praise. Cry out and shout. Let's fill the world with a new perspective on health and wellness. Thank you so much for joining me this season. I hope you have an unbelievable day.